Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of the eCarding News podcast, our debrief podcast. This is episode number 10. My name is Rob Howden, joined by David Cole. A ton happening in the sports, uh, and David and I will, will go through our, our regular components of our podcasts. Again, episode number 10. We're sitting here right at the end of October. And big welcome to each and every one of you listening here to the podcast. Remember, you can uh, get it now on iTunes as well. All you have to do is uh, search EKN Radio Network on iTunes to be able to subscribe to the, the podcast and get everything you need. We'll also be uh, starting up our EKN Radio Network on the website very soon, probably uh, sometime in November. Uh, we'll get that thing rocking and rolling into December as well. So lots of opportunities to get the audio components of ecardingnews.com. Let's uh, let's start by bringing in David Cole. Dave, uh, from the Grand Rapids office, uh, how are things down in Michigan? They're getting chilly. <laughs> it's, it's Yeah, summer's gone. Let's put it that way. Fall. Uh, did not make much of an appearance. We had well, we had some great weather. It was nice and warm. I was actually wearing shorts Saturday and Sunday, and then uh, the cold front came through, and now we had uh, two days of complete rain. And uh, I barely have enough temperature to go outside and spray paint the Halloween costume. So <laughs> that's right. So uh, should we ask what the Halloween costumes for the kids are this year? Uh, Aiden's going with a Jets theme for the third straight year. Wow, the shocker that is. It's not much of a shock. Uh, he, he does not <laughs> jump out of his uh, comfort box, shall we say. Just like his yeah, dad. Yeah, you know, hamburgers and pizza. Yeah, right there. Know, kind of. That's um, it. Good times. And so I'm working on that one because it's always a project. Yeah. Ayla, we got to do um, Little Red Riding Hood. So dad nice. will be the big bad wolf and mom will be a Jets cheerleader. <laughs> I like that. I can't wait to see the picture. Yeah, it's not that That's kind good. of cheerleader. Uh, <laughs> what? What about the party it's afterwards? Be 40 when the kids degrees are bad? and rainy, probably on Halloween. So there's none of that. That's true. That's true. That's true. That's true. Uh, folks, this uh, edition of the ECAN Debrief podcast brought to you by CRG Nordam. Uh, big thanks to good folks from CRG Nordam for, uh, of course, being a big supporter of eCardingNews.com. We're looking forward to seeing what will be a massively huge tent for them uh, at the Super Nationals in just under a month's time. Uh, talking to you and Jeffrey, they got a huge packed tent. I, I was going to ask him, hey, who do you got come over from the factory? And his line was essentially just uh, everybody. <laughs> the tent's so big. Uh, everybody from the factory is coming to the Super Nats this year. It's going to be it's going to be a great one. Uh, well, of course, two time two time uh, world yeah. champion and two time uh, one time Super Nats winner. Two time, isn't he? Right, one He's time, two time, two time. Yeah, he won the big money last two-time. year. Right? That's right. Yeah, that's that's correct. He won two uh, the last year at the Rio, if I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. Took the big money yes. last year. And then took the, because he was a former winner, took That's the big right. money last That's year. Right. Let's jump into the top news section. As you guys fo- folks know here with our debrief, uh, David and I look at some of the top news we've had going on uh, throughout uh, the last month, at least the last time since we've been here. We uh, then move, of course, to the racing recap. Uh, with David and I look at a couple events that he and I were able to attend. Uh, we move then into the Operation Grassroots, as always brought to you by Briggs Racing. And we wrap it all up with the racing calendar. Season uh, kind of coming to an end, but still uh, a number of races that, that David and I will give you the update on. Uh, Dave, let's start with uh, top news. Uh, of course, you know, big weekend. Uh, just about a weekend. Well, I guess it was a week and a half ago. Um, I was the Texas Pro Car Challenge. You were WK Manufacturers Cup. But we had a bunch of Americans, Canadians, uh, running up both the uh, IAMI uh, World Finals and the Rock Cup international final as well and uh it's really interesting some major league success for the american drivers uh, overseas that weekend 
It was. Um, it's something we're getting accustomed to seeing now. Uh, you know, before it was, you know, Team USA was kind of looked down upon uh, as kind of uh, the scrubs, uh, if you will. And now um, we're developing a lot of talented drivers here in the United States and Canada as well and, and other parts of North America and the rest of the Americas. But um, that weekend, um, two world two world titles, as we can say. We can't say world championships, so we can only say world titles because there's only one world yeah. champion. Uh, world titles earned by American drivers. Uh, solid outing uh, at the IME International Final. We had five different or five uh, USA drivers there uh, competing in just the mini class alone. And they were the class of the field throughout the weekend. Uh, it was great to see. We had, I think it was all but one session. I think we had an American at the top of the, uh, of the results sheet. But uh, when the final, sh- when the final results were done, it was Brent Cruz who came home with the, with the title. Uh, thanks to uh, earning his ticket from the United States Pro Kart Series. Yeah, the IAM International Final, of course, a, a major event. Uh, just absolutely packed, padded, great drivers. And uh, you see some of the kids that were there that was just exciting to see. Uh, Tresini, uh, Ugachukwu, Rubio Luengo, LaRock. Just, dude, it was just major league event to be able to go in there and show well. And I think you mentioned the fact that in years past, I think maybe track knowledge was one of the issues. Uh, didn't have as much time with the, the the engines as well. Of course, I, I attended a number of the, the Rock Cup International Finals, and our drivers just didn't have a lot of time on the Rock, and they, they kind of had to go there, learn the racetrack, South Garda, learn the engine, learn the you know just learn the whole formula, and they were kind of behind the eight ball a little bit. But now that they've been running the Mini Swift for a number of years, the guys get more comfortable with it. They go to France, to Le Mans, and Brent Cruz comes away with the championship. That's just I think it's amazing to see what he was able to get done. Well, I think a lot of it has to do with racing and big packs and big groups. Um, you know, before it was, you know, it was very rare to see a field of 40 here in the United States. Now we're starting to see that more and more, especially at the upcoming Supernats. We're, we're going to see that in, in a lot of the categories. But but more and more just being able to race your way forward or stay out of, stay out of trouble, don't make mistakes type deal. I think driver. That's it. That, that's it right there, isn't it, Dave? Isn't it kind of going to these events and realizing you don't need to make a, a bonsai move, a low percentage move in a heat race? You know what I mean? It just I love the way there's a better understanding of how to find success at these races. Well, that's a major part of it, yeah, for sure. But you know, and like you said, getting to know the engine is another is another deal. Uh, the the mini actually was a water cooled engine, which is completely opposite of what we use here, which is the air cooled mini swift. Uh, so the engine factor, I, I think kind of just, it didn't throw anybody off because not a lot of people run that engine. So it was kind of new for everybody, but over, but either way, uh, it, it was a solid because any one of those five drivers could have won it. Trezini was crossed the line first, but had a, had a bumper penalty. So he was knocked back. Uga Chukawuka, he was there. <laughs> I love saying that name. <laughs> um, Hey, how about hey transit transition to the Rock Cup now because that was you know Rock Cup International Final as I mentioned uh, to be able to get the job done there as well in the heart of Italy pretty pretty big run for Connor Well, just we want to talk about massive fields that's that is the massive field with 162 drivers in that mini category. Uh, I mean, there were guys who'd even make the C main. You know, there's just so many so many racers now. I think. And that's one thing I think the United States has the advantage of is starting these kids out so young uh, with, the, with the mini programs, even the micro programs that we have here. Uh, it wasn't really 
adapted or or implemented really throughout the world. And I think we were one of the first countries to really focus, at least the industry was, focused on getting kids involved in the micro and mini categories. And, and it's starting to show that United States has been producing a lot of top drivers. I mean, Diego Larock winning the Rotax micro uh, title last year. You know, now we have Cruz at IAMI and we have uh, Zillage at Rock. And, and Zillage, you know, he got he got there because of the whole uh, WKA program, the midseason shootout that they had. So he won his ticket through Bridgestone to go over yep. there. Otherwise, he might not even have been there. He might have been racing at GoPro that weekend uh, with it being just down the road from his house. True enough, true enough. Uh, Luca Mars on the podium as well. Uh, so I, I like the dominance, you know, not just one guy, but uh, two guys on the podium. Yeah, just like I am. You know, they, the cadet kids at Rock were just as strong. Uh, we had Carson Morgan, the Supercar 2 SA Pro Tour uh, champion, go there instead of uh, Loman and did did well. Uh, I think he had a couple of heat races that kept him out from the from the A main but uh, and did well in the B main. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, again, just just a solid crop of cadet drivers representing the United States overseas was awesome. And, you know, a nice little candle on top, a little exclamation point, was when they did the big prize giving, of course, for the uh, uh, the Rock Cup International Final with Zilich and, and Mars on the podium. None other than Xander Clements being able to do, introduce them when they were there because Xander was one of the uh, the announcers of the event, too, which I think is a really cool, cool addition. The giggly ginger. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to come up with a good nickname. Wow! For him. Oh no, that's, that's a, good a good one. one. Hashtag, hashtag giggly, giggly ginger. ginger. I'm into that. Yeah, that's we might get a we might have to get a t-shirt. It's pretty, yeah, it was pretty cool to see him do that. Uh, you know, now he's going to have that massive, giant head of ego next time we see him. You know, now that he's done that, you're gonna have to you're gonna have to work with him on that. You know, because that's he may not be able to get to the door when he gets. He back probably home. hasn't. That's probably why he's down in Florida now. <laughs> Yeah. So we can live outside live out in, the, in the elements. <laughs> All right, let's move on to uh, actually some really good news in terms of uh, venues. You know, David, you and I always talk about how important it is to have quality racetracks, venues, whatever it may be. We've had some new tracks getting uh, developed. I'll talk more about speed sports when we when we discuss the Texas Pro Car Challenge. Uh, but a repave up at Road America, the SeaTech Manufacturing Motorplex, uh, they repaved it. I think that's massive. It is. Uh, with it not being touched since the original pavement was laid down in 2000, uh, it's been 17 years. I, I think it was well over due time for it to come. Uh, it's a, It doesn't have quite have the, you know, the following that you want to see with it being in Wisconsin, but uh, the, the, the track itself is one of the best to drive on, talking with a lot of drivers that have been on there. Yeah. Uh, we've been there with the WK Manufacturers Cup. You were there, I believe, with Stars of Karting back in the day. Yeah. Rotex Grand Nationals were there in 2006, so it's seen a lot of big events there, uh, and it's kind of nobody's gone back there, be, mainly because of the pavement being so rough and and not very raceable. But now with new pavement being down, I think it's going to be one of the top facilities you want to go to in the next few years. I I could not agree more. I think it's fantastic. I think it was a great event to, that we had back in the day with Stars of Karting when we first launched the thing. Graham Rahal was racing there. Uh, Marco Andretti was on, I think, a 100cc sportsman, like a Yamaha oh, back yeah. then. It was 
it's a great track, and I'm excited to see that, they, that they've raised the bar on it, and I would love to see uh, some major events get up there. It's just such a great place. Road America is just, it's got that feel. You know, it's just one of the iconic road courses to have that track inside the Road America track itself. I, I can't wait to get back there. I hope, I hope uh, one of the, major, uh, the main series gets back there in 2018 or 2019. Uh, let's move to cap off our top news uh, for this edition of the Debrief Podcast. Uh, David and I were, were very honored to be asked by Anderson Promotions and Mazda uh, to select uh, the essentially at-large uh, pick to go to the $200,000 scholarship shootout at Bondurant uh, in December. We were uh, asked to pick the, the young Carter that we thought uh, would best uh, be able to leverage this opportunity, a chance to actually to win. If you win the scholarship, the shootout, you win the $200,000 scholarship to run USF 2000 in 2018, similar to what Oliver Askew won last year. Uh, and David, you and I, we, you know, we had a short list of guys to look at, and, and we discussed it quite a bit, and we looked at all the boxes that we wanted to get checked. And in the end, you and I decided to to get the two-time uh, Supercarts USA Pro Tour champ, uh, 2016 Super Nationals winner and the current number one driver in the ECAN tag uh, driver rankings, Jake Craig. He was our selection. I had a chance actually to, to sit down and chat with him uh, at the Chris Griffith test at Indy last weekend. For me, just amazing to be able to give that uh, opportunity to Jake because he he well, really has earned it. Just just to be able to give a Carter the opportunity. Period. Um, you know, it's something that we've yeah we've like we've seen throughout the probably over the the last. 15, 14 years that I've been involved with e-carding news, we saw it with stars doing the uh, the Skip Barber program. Um, it, it just kind of has gone away uh, recognizing some of the top drivers that we have in the sport. And be, to be able to do that now again is, is something cool because now I think the Mazda Road to Indy has really shown that it is one of the true ladder systems in motorsports that works. And with the drivers we've seen, especially Joseph Newgarden is a great story for that. And so I think, I think to be able to have a part yep. in that now as a, as a carding media outlet, it's, it's pretty thrilling, but uh, with our selection, I, I love yeah, the, Go ahead. Yeah. No, I, no, I was just gonna say, I love the fact that, that Mazda and Anderson promotions, which runs the entire road to Indy, uh, you know, they decided, Hey, we, they need to connect with, with carding you know they had a good relationship with max speed and rotex for a while of course max speed now being gone they came to us knowing that we were the, essentially the experts in the field on it and i think you're right dave it's such a great program the opportunities we've seen for a kid like i still look at spencer piggott as being that that big opportunity you know spencer being able to go all the way from usf 2000 through pearl mazda into indy lights and then into an indy car ride with so many scholarships one on the way up there is an opportunity, and we're going to be able to watch a kid like Oliver Askew, who won last year. He wins the scholarship, wins USF 2000. In two years, he goes from karting to Pro Mazda. You know, and Pro Mazda is two steps away from the Verizon IndyCar Series. So the opportunity by the program itself is fantastic. Now, Jake's going to have to go head-to-head against like 17 Formula Ford or Formula uh, Car champions from around the world. That's the shootout. It's going to be tough for him, but he's a talented young guy, and and we look forward, I think you, know, you and I can t- we'll talk more about it, but just look forward to seeing what he's able to do. Well, if anything, it, it, it's going to help open him some doors, uh, being part of the shootout. Yeah. Uh, and for all the drivers that are part of the shootout, uh, it it gives gives teams and, and sponsors the opportunity to see what, they, what they're able to do stacked against some of the dri- drivers that are similar to their, to their experience and skill level. So 
Agreed. And and that will take place at, at the Bondurant uh, School of High Performance Driving, December 9th and 10th. That's the shootout. So we'll all be waiting on pins and needles to find out how Jake does it in that uh, in that shootout. He was actually on track, David, as as you know, at the Chris Griffiths test, as I mentioned. Uh, Jake was actually racing a USF 2000 car on the weekend uh, with Newman Walks Racing, the storied uh, team that came up through the Atlantic Championship and is back on the road to Indy. Ran just Saturday and did very well. Got up to speed. Uh, it was funny because, you know, you think of the experience Jake has in karting, you know, running around the world, winning races. It's only really his sixth day ever in a car. And it, the, the funniest thing was when I talked to him at the track at, at lunchtime, he just said, I've never gone that fast in my life. You know, 140 miles an hour on the front straightaway. He just, he said, I just have to get used to the speed and how fast things are happening. And he did, made some adjustments for the, the two afternoon sessions and ended up with the fifth fastest time of the day, which I thought was absolutely remarkable. Well, I think, I think Indy is a great place for drivers to go there because it's, I mean, when you look at it, I mean, I, I, I've never driven it, so I'm not sure, but you look at it, it's more of a flowing track. It's not, it's not a, you know, it's not like a street circuit where they're going like Toronto or, or, or Long Beach or something like that, where it's nice flowing type track where they can, they can ease themselves into, into the, the proper pace that they should be at within a car. Yeah, you know, significant runoff in, in many areas, which is great. Uh, but like you said, there's a lot of rhythm sections that allow these drivers to really work it. Plus, they get a chance to, you know, they're rolling high speed, uh, hard braking zones, which is important. Some important transitions, you know, the, the sweep around of the front straights. So it's a great racetrack for, for those drivers to learn on. And you're right. And and it really was uh karting invasion for this particular test. In USF 2000, names that we've been talking about and covering on eCardings for the last many years, Sabre Cook was there, Zoe Edenholm was there, uh, Michael D. Orlando coming off his European adventure uh, will now move straight into the road to Indy, uh, Elliot Finlayson, uh, Top Carter uh, coming off a runoffs win in Formula E, Miles Rowe, uh, Darren Keane, of course, uh, was very good. In fact, Keane had the fastest lap in USF 2000. Max Peichel was there, uh, David Osborne, who comes through the Trinity uh, Karting Group. Uh, of course, Parker Thompson and Jason Clooney, all guys we've seen run at Super Nationals, run races around the uh, uh, around the world as well. So amazing in USF 2000. You go to Pro Mazda, Stingray Rob, Oliver Askew, Calvin Ming, David Malukas, Caleb Frederick, Parker Thompson again, and then of course up into Indy Lakes with Pato Award, Victor Franzoni, and Colton Herda. It's uh, and Aaron Tielitz as well. So uh, Tielitz was there. He actually jumped behind the wheel of an F2000 car, and I think a, I think a Pro Mazda car as well. But he'll. Very likely to be back in Indy Lights. But, uh, David, the road to Indy is amazing. We watch these young drivers come through, go to the IndyCar program. But for you and I, we've seen these kids start in karting. It's amazing to see them all kind of getting themselves onto the ladder. What's, uh, since you were there, what, and the Pro Mazda being the new car, what did you think of it firsthand? Well, first off, it just sounds awesome. <laughs> it, it it absolutely rips. Now, it's a proper race car. Every driver I talk to, this thing is unbelievable. It's It's got lots of lots of mechanical grip. Downforce levels are awesome. The motor just absolutely rips. It ended up being four seconds faster than the pole time in Pro Mazda on the Indy Road Course from back in May. This thing is bad fast. And from what most of the drivers are saying, it's going to be it's going to be an even better training vehicle for the guys that want to go to Indy Lights. Well, that, that's good to hear because that. That I mean, that, yeah. that's how a progression ladder should be, you know, every little bit. That's I wonder, you know, we, we're, we're seeing some some drivers wanting to step up with 
before they're even in the senior categories. And I'm, I'm just questioning, like, back back when we I first started with the website, it was a lot of these shifter guys that were going on in a car. So where you, you drive a shifter, you can you can, you kind of have more of a sense of car control. Can you get that going from yep. a tag junior to, say, a USF 2000 car? Do you really have enough experience to do that? My personal, my personal um, experience and my personal opinion on it is that I'd like to see drivers stay for at least one or even two years in, in senior karting. I just think that there's such a great level of competition that you learn running senior karting. You're, you, uh, you evolve as a driver, better racecraft, you mature a little bit. I don't think... I don't think it matters when you get into cars. It's it's all talent and business, anyways. You have to be able to find the money to be able to make up make the move up the steps. You know, you got to learn how to find sponsorship, deal with sponsorship. It doesn't matter if you're 15 years old or or 19 years old. You got kids coming in to USF 2000 that are 15, and then you've got Jake Craig at, at 20 years of age, just turned 20. You got Jake coming in at 20. Same thing with Oliver Askew. You know, at 19, there's an opportunity. You know, it's exactly the same. You have to get the job done on the track. I don't care if you're 15 or 19. You could be 25 and go to USF 2000. If you can find the money, find the backing, and be talented, you're going to go to IndyCar. So I don't. I just would love to see guys stay longer in karting. I think there's so much more to learn. That's just my opinion. What does your opinion matter? <laughs> Speaking of that, uh, listen. The, uh, before while I was down there, which is awesome, we'll go. We'll cut to a commercial here soon uh, as we head on into the the racing recap. But to cap things off, I did have a chance to sit down and talk to Jake Craig. Jake, obviously uh, one of our favorites, Dave. You and I have been watching him, you know, come up through the junior ranks. Really, for the last number, he's been what was number one in fourteen, was number one in two thousand fifteen. He's our number one again now. Just a, a talented driver, and I did have a chance to sit down and, and talk with him while we were uh, at Indianapolis. Here's the interview that I, I did with Jake. So, Jake, of course, uh, great to be here at uh, Indianapolis Motor Speedway. Let's start uh, with a quick chat. First off, congratulations. Uh, we were pleased, of course, to be able to uh, to give you the the selection to go to the Mazda Road Indy $200,000 scholarship shootout. Big for you. I know you've been doing some testing uh, with Newman Walks Racing coming in, so you are prepared. You're our number one ranked driver in the tag rankings now, so it kind of played well for you. Just first off, your thoughts on, on getting that selection to get a chance to go to the shootout. Well, first off, I can't thank you guys enough. Um, it's just, it's kind of surreal because it could be a career-changing thing for me. Um, I'm working really hard to do the USF 2000 Series next year, but nothing's set 100%, so that would really guarantee it if I would be lucky enough to win that. So it could be a big deal. You know, you've, you've really been at your top of your game, and I guess that, as a sport as well. You know, you're number one in 14 and 15, and you're currently number one right now. What has it been that's been allowed you to kind of, or, or maybe motivated you to look to go to cars now at, at 19 years of age? It'll be 20 next week. What What is it that now has made you make the move? Um, I've just kind of been able to get a little bit of a relationship with the team finally. Um, I haven't really known any of the teams, and I kind of got in contact with Brian. Um so yeah, that allowed me to kind of get in the car, then learn everything, and I feel like I'm at my peak right now, so I think now is the best time to do it. I know you, you speak of Brian Hallahan from Newman Walks Racing, and in talks I've had with Brian, he's unbelievably happy with you, would love to have you in the car, uh, very high on the skill set you've been able to bring, the transition you've made uh, to cars, from, from carts to cars. Uh, now let's think about your thoughts this weekend. you got one day in the car here at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. I know all the carters listening to the podcast will be wondering what your thoughts are. What was it like first time down the straightaway at 140 miles an hour? 
It's just so crazy because you see the grandstands, you see the bricks on the straightaway. It's just, it's the coolest feeling in the world. Thoughts on, on 2018? Uh, let's first off, thoughts on the shootout. Have you thought about it at all yet? You, you found out, I, I told you on Thursday, we announced it on Friday, you're in the car on Saturday. So you, you probably really haven't had a lot of time to think about and prepare even the, for the shootout whatsoever. Yeah, now I just, uh, I haven't really had time to process everything yet. Now I just need to figure out how I can best prepare myself to give myself the best chance at winning the shootout. So what about karting? Are we, uh, are we looking forward to the Super Nationals still? Yeah, I'm so excited to uh, try and defend my title again. Hey, congratulations on, on a great weekend. You impressed a lot of people here yesterday. P5 at the end of the day, I believe. You found speed in all four sessions. I know the guys at Newman Walks are happy. Uh, congratulations on that for sure. Congratulations on, on the selection. Thank you very much. I'll tell you, David, uh, just a quality young man and focused uh, the guys from Newman Walks absolutely love him. Uh, it, it met, a lot of teams met him in the paddock as well. Um, even if he doesn't win the scholarship, I think there's a good shot that Jake could be in USF 2000 next year. But uh, I was very proud being there with him and how he impressed everybody. I think he's a great selection for us. Well, like like you said, he's he's definitely grown uh, over the last few years that we, we've been following him. Yeah. You know, he was he was that quiet kid that just graduated to, to the senior ranks, and <laughs> and he's gotten gotten a little bit more comfortable with with communicating and like like you said, you know, working with teams. So uh, it'll it'll be cool to see uh, what he can do with his future. Well, folks, those are the top news stories we brought to you here on the 10th edition of this EKN Debrief. Of course, uh, this show being presented by CRG Nordam. After this break, we'll be back with the racing recap. In the world of cadet karting, there's an explosive new force on the track, Nitro Kart. Nitro Kart was founded by champion carter Nitro Nick Tucker with a sole focus on youth karting and specifically the cadet ranks. Nick has applied his years of racing experience to develop the absolute best cadet chassis on the market with the support to back it up. Nitro Kart drivers have already scored an impressive number of victories in major events around the country this year, including the Scusa Pro Tour, Rotax Grand Nationals, Florida Winter Tour, WKA Winter Cup and Man Cup, USPKS, and Gear Up F-Series. The team, Nitro Kart Factory Team, attends all major national series and offers arrive and drives, tent support, driver coaching, data collaboration, and transport and tuning for the country's best up-and-coming drivers. Nitro Kart currently has a few prime spots left for the Scusa Super Nats in Las Vegas, and partial scholarships are available for highly qualified drivers. If you're looking for the best cadet kart in the sport, look at Nitro Kart. Designed by winners, raced by winners, Nitro Kart. Race one or chase one. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Episode number 10 of the EKN Debrief, part of the EKN Radio Network. Rob Howden alongside David Cole. Moving now into the racing recap, brought to you this uh, particular episode by Kart Sport North America. Check them out at www.kartsportna.com. Uh, David, I made a trick. Uh, we did double duty. It was uh, it was essentially two guys, two tracks. I was down in, in Houston. New Caney, actually, a little bit uh, north of Houston for the Texas Pro Kart Challenge finale at Alan Rudolph's uh, new Speed Sports Racing Park. Let's just start first and foremost. Wow, pretty nice little facility that Alan's put together there. The dual tracks, rental carts were going while we were racing on the other side. Um, this place, of course, just getting rolling. There's going to be a lot of development around, around it. But the track itself, they did a fantastic job. It's a physical racetrack, eight-tenths of a mile, 15 corners, beat the drivers up pretty good. But a ton of great overtaking opportunities, Dave. Just a, a great track. 
Well, I think that was always one of the main focuses of Alan Rudolph, who designed this racetrack, was overtaking. You always yeah. wanted to, you always want to be on a racetrack where you don't have to force something. There's just plenty of opportunities for you to do it, depending on on your position on track with an, with the other drivers. So there was no doubt that, that the track that Alan designed was going to be a great racetrack itself. But uh, I, I think the, 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 the star of the weekend was the tower. It's got to be the tower, right? Howden's tower. I was pretty, <laughs> I was pretty, uh, pretty choked up a little bit. That was really cool. Alan, of course, when he was designing the track, had called me and said, hey, listen, we want your input on where do you want the tower? What do you want include in it, to include it? And because you and I have been in so many uh, announcers' booths or timing towers around the country and around the world, for that matter. I just gave him some of the input that I would like to see in terms of my visibility, where you know, getting me to the right place at the right time, uh, and it worked out really cool. And of course, he again, as you as you said, he had Howden's Tower on the door. I thought that was okay. pretty cool. One one uh, more question before we get into the event itself. Go. How many photos of Alan with his helmet off are there around the facility? Um. <laughs> I don't know. What do you, I, is, is that just what for the hair? Or He's what? got the perfect the hair. Come on, he does have pro hair. He does. You know what? We, you like how many years have we done this? Helmet. You and I put our helmets on. Race. Take the helmet off. It's sweaty and your hair is a mess. They call it helmet hair for a reason. He puts the helmet on and brings it back. It's exactly the same. I have to believe that the inside of his helmet, he molds it exactly like his hair, <laughs> like a poured seat in a Formula car. <laughs> I like that. It's a custom. I like that. It's a custom hair insert. I think okay. <laughs> he did a great. Job. He's ageless. He looks like he's twenty five still. Yeah, Hello. we won't say how old he was. Um, no, we won't. We won't bring that up. Um, although I will say that his son Aiden thought I was younger than he was. Wow. So yeah, that was pretty big. I enjoyed that part. Uh, big weekend down there. This series made the move from Rotax and Scusa to just Scusa here in two thousand and seventeen. Of course, that's a big move. Rotex, of course, having their issues and have essentially fallen off the face of the earth in terms of national and, for the most part, regional racing as well. There are some areas where Rotex, of course, still well-supported. Uh, but in Texas, these guys went straight, Scusa, straight, IAMI, and Stock Honda. So they've been g- gathering momentum. Not quite their biggest race. Their biggest race of the year was earlier. 79 entries, 79 drivers, uh, double-round weekend. But Dave, and this, I think, shows the growth, 23 drivers in that mini-Swift class and lots of talent. And as the guy on the microphone, I was going crazy. The the racing was ridiculously good uh, in the Mini Swift class. I mean, it was it was just tons of fun to watch. They had twenty three guys, I think, in their in their stock Honda race group. Uh, of course, you know S one, S two, S three, S four. The badass deal was, Dave. This place you probably there's probably not a more competitive place to race in terms of who you have to race against because they have Texas Pro Kart Challenge boasts the Number one plate holder in S1, Jake French. Number one plate holder in S2, Riley Dickinson. Number one plate holder in S4, Jordan Musser. All in the same racetrack. At one point in one of the heats, they finished first, second, and third. You go down there, you can beat them, you've done something. Yeah, you definitely have to be on your game if you want to race a shifter cart in Texas, that's for sure. We've we've known that for a long time, long time. You know what? You're right. You go back all the way to the the Colin Lynn, Kyle Martin, Gary Glanger days, you know Trevor McAllister days. There's a lot of... And they've always had great drivers down in Texas. Yeah, you throw the uh, Oklahoma boys in too as well. So, yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, great racing. Uh, French and, and, and Riley Dickinson battled it out uh, for essentially the overall. Uh, they both won 
their Saturday and Sunday races in S1 and S2. Uh, Dickinson was challenged by Blair Hosey on the Alpha Cart. Uh, I was really impressed with Blair. He showed great speed all weekend long, finished second uh, on Saturday, uh, then I think fourth, I believe, on Sunday. Uh, Chris Jennings was, wasn't feeling well, neither was Ryan Kinnear during, over the weekend. Chris uh, able to get the win on Saturday. In fact, didn't even come to podium. It just wasn't feeling well. Uh, great racing, though, in, in the stock Honda class. Uh, X30, three guys up front battling it out. Brett Mitchell actually scored the championship with it with a dominant run on Saturday. But he, David Lavia, and my, uh, Max Hewitt got into a, a scrap all day Sunday. Uh, Lavia ended up with the win. I don't think he was the fastest guy on the racetrack, but he did not make a mistake. Hit every every uh, apex, every exit. They just couldn't get around him. He was just that that clean. Um, he would end up finishing second and Mitchell in third on Sunday. Uh, X30 Jr., Ethan Arndt, able to sweep the weekend and the championship. He had a great run uh, all weekend long. Uh, Emiliana Richards was quick as well, but had some issues uh, with blocking, I believe, on, on Saturday and, and then uh, blew up a motor on Sunday. The mini swift race was the one that was fun to watch. Uh, John Burke wins on Saturday over Chase Gardner. Gets himself in the championship battle. Goes into the main event on Sunday, having already won. I believe he swept qualifying and, and the uh, and the other races, the heat races, and then can't get off the grid. Uh, an issue coming off the grid. Uh, couldn't get it fired. Red flag. Got it refired, but came back on during a red flag. He worked on the car during a red flag. So he got DQ'd. Tough for Burke, but Chase Gardner stepped up, scored the win, and got the championship. Micro Swift, Santiago Duran with a double uh, a double weekend. It was just great to be down there in Texas. Dave, there's a lot of momentum, a lot of excitement. You got some great racing teams. You got some great ex- shops down there that are supporting it. They're going to go to four races next year. Um, I see some. I see growth for that series, and I see a lot of momentum for uh, the series that Gina uh, French is running. Good, good crew of staff down there as well. A lot, a lot of passionate people. Well, and it's good to have the the facilities that they do. They have Allen's Track, they have Dallas Carden Complex, they have Caddy yep. down in the southern part of Houston. Uh, possibly, maybe a new track in Austin, Texas. <laughs> yeah. Well, we were, you and I were just watching on Facebook Live. Jake French testing at uh, Circuit of the Americas. I think most people have seen the fact they built a kart track uh, just on the other side of the front straightaway uh, in Austin. Uh, it remains to be seen whether or not they're going to be able to put a race there. Um, but the th- we saw Jake French out there testing. That's hmm, maybe. But, but the thing about having all these tracks is that if the grassroots level is doing what it's doing, it's going to develop even more drivers into the program. Uh, well, and this is the key, right? There's there's a couple different programs. You know, excuse me, that Texas Pro Car Challenge series is what it is, right? It's it's an upper level series, guys that are trying to race against top drivers in two cycle machinery potentially going to go into national racing. There's also the Texas Sprint Series, you know, which is the four, more four-cycle series, which I think is awesome. That's what you need. You need to have a good Briggs & Stratton 206 series that'll go to Katy, that'll go to Denton, that'll go to Hill Country, some of the smaller tracks in Texas, because there are different levels of facilities in Texas. And I those having club racing, those two kind of unique and, and different um, regional series, really is perfect, to be honest. Hopefully they can work together. And kind of play nice because if they could, Texas could really start to solidify here in 2018. Everything's big in Texas, right? It is, buddy. It is. It is. Let's. Uh, like I said, it was double duty. I was down. Uh, I was going to say I was down in the sweltering heat of Texas. It was 95 degree, uh, 95 percent humidity, and like 65 or 70 degrees in the morning. Got up to like 85, almost 90. It was pretty much 72, 75 in the Howden's Tower in the air conditioning. So I'm not going to bitch at all. 
<laughs> you, however, you, however, uh, were at the Manufacturers Cup race at GoPro. Yes, GoPro celebrating its fifth season being open or fifth year being open. Isn't that wild? Uh, That's it, wild. It, it's crazy to see that it's come it's come that fast. I mean, it's like a kid. Yeah. Like we, I remember being there the day they built the the scoring tower, so we we can get in there and actually score the race and and call the race from from the tower. Um, but yeah, it you know weather was actually pretty perfect, other than uh, rain Friday kind of held things up a little bit and made thing made things damp. Uh, so it kind of delayed people going out for practice until it dried up. But uh, the rest of the weekend, other than a little fog, was uh, was pretty perfect, actually. You know, not too warm, not too cold type weather. Uh, it was the third largest turnout that we saw on the season, with it being the finale and the Grand National at it, at it, as it was. Um, so it kind of helps draw in more people. Uh, track actually draws in more people. Uh, I would think. I almost want to say a third of the entries were local drivers, or at least drivers who had not That's been impressive. to a WKA race on the season. So, which, which is a large percentage, something you want to see at every event you go to, but uh, it certainly helps uh, bring the total up. Uh, something unique about the event was the tire. Um, Bridgestone had some issues bringing in the uh, YLC tires and the YLM, so they decided to go with the new Y and B tire for all the senior and junior categories uh, on the weekend, including Briggs and KA100. Uh, to help with that, they gave away free sets of tires. If, as long as you had one of the old tires uh, wrapped, uh, already sealed, not not opened, mm-hmm. unopened type uh, program, uh, you were you were able to trade those in. Uh, but with the, anybody who entered, you got free uh, free sets of tires. So it was something unique. But something that I guess Bridgestone had to do with the the, the way the uh, the tire uh, uh, tire supply was uh, was at was at. So it gave a chance for drivers to get used to the new tire, which is going to be used next uh, for 2018. Talking to a lot of different people, they said it was a little bit different, uh, different sidewall. So it was something that it wasn't so much chassis changing, but more tire pressure type change. You know, how much you want to go up, how much you want to go down, and de- depending on the conditions yeah. of the racetrack. So, and, and, and also, you know, GoPro isn't really hard on tires. So, you know, we'll see what happens in the summer when it gets hotter and it, and it starts to want to eat up the tires uh, at different places, depending on, wh- on where, what tracks we get, we're at for uh, next year. Uh, on track results uh, Lemke, Brendan Lemke, and uh, Austin Garrison were able to run away in Miami Senior. Uh, Lemke took Saturday's victory handedly, and Garrison was able to get away from the rest of the field on Sunday. So those two were uh, dominant in their in their victories. Uh, Dakota Pesic won both the Yamaha finals, so he was able to lock up uh, the championship in that category. Some of the best racing we had all weekend long, and I think all season long, was in the Yamaha Junior category. We're talking. This was the largest class that we had all season long. I think it almost averaged twenty entries throughout the year, and it was just, you know, people people keep complaining about how the Yamaha is. There, there's no parity. You have to have a perfect engine, this and that. Well, <laughs> the, the Yamaha Junior class, I guess everybody has a perfect engine because it was almost anybody could win this race. It was. It all had to do with drivers making the right move or drivers not making stupid moves and large packs for the lead all season long, Newcastle included, you know, especially with the draft packs there, 
but GoPro was it was it was like a low holds barred like nine round type de- like fight that we were, it was it was fun to watch, and it wasn't it wasn't any dirty racing wasn't any aggressive moves that shouldn't have been made it was it was good racing to watch and I loved watching it so it was fun. Uh, but really, the love that kind of the the story of the event was the girl power. Uh, we had a lot of female drivers stand up and and take victories on the weekend. Uh, Gray Ladderbetter in IME Junior was one, and Annie Rule in the IME or the Pro Swift Sportsman class, uh, both earning their first WKA victories. Um, Ashley Ruggiero was there. She nice. was one of the top drivers in the IME Senior class. Uh, Sofia Diarigo for her Nitro Kart. She was a top driver in the Micro Swift category. So it was. There's a lot of female drivers out there, and it's good to see these drive these four step up and, and and land on the podium this weekend. And it's just good to see continue to see the female drivers coming in karting more and more and more. I like it. You know, a lot of conversation happening now, David, in the motorsports world uh, about women in motorsports you know some there was a there was a i believe a, a promoter in in europe that was, was thinking about trying to do a, a a female only series and of course all the female drivers stepped up and said no that's not what we want we're we're race car drivers the car doesn't know if it's a guy or a girl driving we want to be on equal playing field which i love and i think we talk about it all the time the cart doesn't know who's driving it doesn't know how old you are doesn't know if you're a guy doesn't know if you're a girl doesn't even matter all it knows is that if you put the right input in it's going to be fast and i think what we're seeing now, I just think we're seeing more girls want to come out and race. And, and the more we have, the the more that are going to be able to do well. And it's to see Gray and Annie do so well. That's awesome. You know, I think that drivers like Ashley Rohair were kind of, you know, they kind of broke, uh, broke through the, uh, the, the cloud. They were the ones that kind of set the, set the pace, uh, kind of paved the road early. And at least in this newer generation, you know, Sabre Cook won races. Ashley Rohair was winning, um, and it's exciting to see. And I think there's a bunch of great young girl drivers who are benefiting from this, like you mentioned earlier in the in the episode, Dave, from this really solid, big field, big pack, hardcore racing we're seeing on the national level. When we're bringing the micros and minis up, they're having to race hard, and they're just developing as better drivers. I'm like liking what we're seeing. I think we're going to see, again, like we saw with Ashley and uh, with Sabra, we're going to see some of these young drivers, young female drivers, start winning in the, in the yeah, senior with, categories as well. Annie being a cadet driver, Sophia being younger than she is, they have they still have plenty of time to develop yeah. as drivers. And exactly. the, the great thing about them it. is is they got great personalities. Which is no matter if you're male or female, you got to have in motorsports. You can't, you know, talent alone is not just going to cut it along. So uh, great. Gray has has been doing a lot of different things other than karting, so I, I wouldn't be surprised to see her maybe in a year or two uh, doing something else. Well, interesting stuff. There you have it, folks. That is the Racing Recap. David and I giving you some insight into our trips to Texas for the Pro Kart Challenge and to Mooresville for the WKA Manufacturers Cup Series. Stick with us. On the other side of this break, we're going to come back with Operation Grassroots. Hey, just so you know... It's not too late to start thinking about Christmas presents. In fact, it's probably the perfect time to buy EKN gear and sock it away for December. We'll have Heidi Welk and our EKN trackside store at a few races this year, but you can always go online to order something for your favorite carter. You've seen our EKN clothing in the paddock, so get some for yourself. And it's all perfect for back to school as well. We have an awesome lineup. Hats, t-shirts, and sweatshirts. Cool clothing for babies and toddlers 
to get them started on the right path early. We even have can koozies for bench racing in the paddock or the garage. And you can get everything you're looking for at ecardinews.com slash store. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. It's, uh, well, we uh, 40 minutes into this deal, maybe a little bit more. Great to have you with us. Rob Howard alongside David Cole, another edition of the EKN Debrief podcast. Uh, a lot of new podcasts coming down the pipe. Get ready. We're, uh, as we roll through into the offseason and, of course, into 2018, David and I will be pulling the trigger on the full EKN radio network. A lot of great stuff uh, that we're going to be rolling out for 2018. We're both very excited. Uh, let's move now into Operation Grassroots. Just a single bit of news we want to hit on, but it's some cool one, cool stuff. Uh, Operation Grassroots presented by our good friends at Briggs Racing. Uh, David Cole, I think this year's been exciting, and you've been a part of it because you've raced it. I've driven one. The Margay Ignite program is really doing some pretty amazing things in the Midwest. We've seen it help, really help revive the Rock Island Grand Prix, uh, bringing a lot of interest and, and injecting a lot of excitement, a lot of drivers, a lot of uh, entries. It's really doing some great stuff around the St. Louis area as well. Of course, the new Ignite Challenge, uh, five tracks, I believe, in that region running the, the Spec Ignite program. They're you know they've got the junior level of the cadet. Level. It's just it's growing, but pretty cool little addition. It will now the uh, the Margate Ignite Dash at Daytona being added to the WKA Cart Week. Um, talk about it a little bit. I know you know all about it. Pretty exciting to, to see that Ignite program uh, getting supported up there uh, in Daytona. Well, kind of going off the success that they've had at Rock Island and now the battle at the Brickyard in Indy. Yeah. Uh, they're able to work with WK on on bringing the same type of program down to Daytona for Daytona Kart Week. Uh, we we've seen the the Briggs 206 class be offered at Daytona the last two years, and it had over 40 plus, and I think just over 30 last year in terms of entries. Uh, WK decided to go along with this uh, program to uh, with the uh, the Briggs 206 class not being offered anymore. Uh, on the manufacturer's yeah, cup level, so this. Yeah, you know, Dave, you and I talked talked about it, how how the two hundred six just didn't get, you know, it got great numbers in Daytona, but then it just fell off throughout the season. The manufacturer's cup. If if two hundred six drivers didn't want to run man cup, do something different, right? Well, like, and that's so, and that's uh, what I, they've done. And I, I kind of wrote about that yeah. in my from the tower. They've they've gone to the KA yeah. one hundred. So now the man yeah. the man cup is strictly two cycle, and this is type this the Margate Ignite program is now a local option type class where it's just running Daytona and that's it. And, yeah, I like and it. I, with Margay being a longtime supporter of the Daytona weekend down there, I think it was kind of a win-win type deal where Margay gets to go down there and, and offer this type of program that nobody has ever been able to do at Daytona. So uh, it, I think it's going to... I think it's going to get a lot of different. It's obviously going to get their racers down there, but I think it'll get some again, like Indy and Rock Island has done. Guys who just don't want to haul their stuff down, or or just just want to try it one time, and it and it's affordable. It's not very expensive. It's, it, I mean, looking at the prices to go to Walt Disney World, I mean, it's it's about the same kind of price to go do that for for three days of fun. So. Uh, the the beauty for me is we've had, I've had conversations with guys about this, so the the ignite the ignite program the challenge is at Rock Island it's at the Battle of the Brickyard and now it's at Daytona, 
What an awesome way to, to do that bucket list check of some of the tracks and events you want to go to. You're a West Coaster, you're Pacific Northwest or Canadian. Fly down, arrive and drive. You can arrive and drive at the Speedway at Indianapolis. You can arrive and drive at Daytona. Arrive and drive at, at Rock Island. I love the, the fact that it's just the perfect arrive and drive opportunity for someone who maybe has never gone to Daytona between Christmas and New Year's for Cart Week. I think it's just a you, you fly down, get a hotel, enjoy yourself. It's just it's just so easy. And it's not a stressful weekend. I mean, with with the spec no. package being the same chassis, same engine, same clutch, there's there's no stress on on trying to find the right setup because really out of the box, the ignite, they're all they're all the same. There's not much you have to change to it in order for it to work. I mean, some guys try different this, different that. You can do that all you want, but really, <laughs> to be honest, you, just, you you pull pull the rip cord to start it. You pull in, you shut it off, and you go sit and watch the rest of the racing until your time is up. I mean, really, you just check the tire pressure and make sure fuel's in it, lube up the chain, and you go back out. I mean, there's just there's just not a lot you have to do. So it 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 provides a more stress uh, less stress yeah stress free type atmosphere yeah a stress free type atmosphere <laughs> for you, yourself as a driver. I think it's going to be awesome. I think it's going to be. I, I would not be surprised to see thirty plus guys go down and be in that program. I'm not sure if they're going to lock it down on certain a certain amount of numbers they can service, but uh, I think it's going to be exciting. Let's, uh, Dave. Let's go into the stretch run here. White flag being thrown here at start finish. Uh, the racing calendar presented by Trinity Karting Group. Trinity Karting Group is the newest race team to hit the national racing circuit, and they have been a player all year in the WK Manufacturers Cup and the. Supercar USA Pro Tour. The team is excited to head to their first Scusa Super Nationals in November, and they still have a single arrive and drive seat available for X30 Junior, Senior, or Masters drivers. If you're looking to join a, a professional outfit in uh, in Las Vegas, call Sean Bailiff at 514-767-4463. Uh, Trinity Cardi Group, the presenter of our racing calendar uh, for this episode, David yeah, I'm thrilled to see that they were able to get 40 entries into the Briggs Endurance Race at Newcastle. I did not want to see this happen again uh, and to see it go by the way of the Roboponk 200. But nice to see that they were able to get that program set to go for October 27th. Yeah, I think that's going to be a race that uh, eventually we'll be able to get to go to and race, kind of like we said with the Roboponk. But I think this one's more realistic. Even me and you? We Dude, just have to get, make that. sure we're on the same do that weight next page. year. <laughs> you know uh, what you're going to lose some weight no to get down to my level buddy <laughs> <laughs> Texas Sprint Series uh, running that weekend as well that's October 27th 28th 29th uh, first week of November Ooh, the uh, what third fourth fifth is the, is the weekend uh, round nine of Sanzaru Games Karting Championship at Sonoma Raceway November 4th to the 11th, not here uh, in North American home soil, but Porto Mayo, Portugal, the Rotax Max Challenge Grand Finals. Uh, big crew from Team USA, big crew from Team Canada heading over there. Of course, we'll keep our eye on them uh, the week before we kind of get things rolling for the Super Nats. But uh, again, Grand Finals, Porto Mayo, Portugal. David, you and I went there. Great racetrack. Uh, exciting. 2012, sure. I believe, was the year we were there. I believe they've been, went back there before, and I think so. I think this is the third time yeah. that they've gone there. Uh, great, great town. Lots of different food options for for a picky eater like myself and for, for you. Um, yeah, yeah, and we'll just we just just make sure to keep you away from the, the party at the end of the weekend. <laughs> yes, 
I was going to say, have you seen the uh, the gear that uh, K1 Race Gear is providing for Team USA? That stuff yeah. is sharp. K- K- K1, the crew over there, K1 Race Gear, they know how oh. to get it done, do they not? Man, just everything that they kick out is so awesome. I love that's Again, kudos to K1. And and they and they keep sticking with the white base uniform, that. which kind of helps keep the Team USA stuck yeah. out and bright. But it just the the cleaning the suit type <laughs> deal thing afterwards. Oh, that's got to be a pain oh, because of the ass. rain, no doubt about it. Uh, okay, capping <laughs> off the racing calendar, really essentially the final race of the year that we're even going to talk about, David. And we're going to finish off this podcast. I don't think there'll be enough. Well, maybe we'll try to sneak one in next weekend. I don't know. Well, maybe we'll do a preview, a preview of this particular event because. 15th, 16th, 17th, 18th, 19th of November, the 21st running of the Supercarts USA Super Nationals. Um, amazing event. 20th, actually, anniversary for uh, what we do here at, uh, at Howden Media Group. We launched uh, we launched Shifter Card Illustrated Magazine uh, at the second uh, ever Super Nationals, and we've been going ever since. Of course, I've been at all of them, but the magazine itself, starting in 1998. But, David, 21st edition, Las Vegas, New parking lot, uh, huge numbers again. We'll see if we get to the 500. I don't know if we'll get to the 500 mark again. That just seemed to maybe just a little bit of a, an oddity. But, man, it's can't wait. Super Nationals, what, two, three weeks, just over two weeks away. Nuts. Looking forward to it. The new parking lot area it will definitely throw a different, kind of like the new atmosphere to it, even though we're still going to be at the Westgate. We're still at the... Las Vegas Convention Center. Um, it'll still have that new type element, and especially being on the Las Vegas Strip for the first time. Yeah, uh, that's yeah. brand so new track. People, walk, people walking by will be able to actually see, depending on how it's how the fencing is done, but they'll be able to see what the Super Nationals is all about. And hopefully, you know, depending on the type of proper signage and stuff like that, maybe they'll be able to come in and watch, come in and look, come in and and learn what the sport is all about. Yeah, we'll see how the, how they're able to put everything together. Brand new track, uh, as I t- was going to mention there, again, uh, bringing in Bonner Moulton and Howie Idelson helped this year from Wesley Boswell as well. The track, they've, they've put the layout out there. Looks pretty cool. Opening corner nice and wide and fast again, so we're not going to get those crashes in the opening corner. Into a bunch of hairpins, which I think is really cool. Should get the, let the field kind of settle in. You can't block, otherwise you're going to lose exit. Uh, we'll see. Second time for, for Bonner Howie uh, building a track. Again, input from Wesley. That second time, hopefully they'll you know have been able to correct the errors they believe they made from last year. I think it's going to be exciting. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Um, the, we're kind of getting provisional entry lists, kind of seeing what's yeah. what's going on with it. Uh, there'll be some interesting names that we uh, we see on the entry list in certain categories. Um, Let's yeah, I think we need to do like a little long range preview podcast next week. How about I think that's we'll just you and I'll just kind of gab about it, go through some numbers, talk about the event. Uh, I like that idea. What about you? You know that? Yeah, we might be able to swing that. Swing that around. Uh, we'll, I, think, we'll, I think the EKN readers and listeners like to hear that. That'll yeah, because be we're going to start the previews next week. I'm not sure which day we're going to start. Uh, I got to work that uh, on the calendar. Uh, but entry, because entry. <laughs> folks, just so you know, folks, this is not, we have no races for two weeks or three weeks. This is not a downtime for David Cole. No. <laughs> this, this, this could be probably one of your busier it times. It is. 
the I next think. the next it's month crazy. is going to be my busiest time. So starting now, starting well, now, and, yeah, un- start, until start Monday yeah. when I'm in my bed after Supernuts. <laughs> You'll get because Tuesday. Well, Tuesday will be Monday. busy, but I'll I'll call in sick on Wednesday because Thursday and Friday are Thanksgiving. <laughs> How about I just give you Wednesday off? Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I'm going to call in. <laughs> Feel free. All right. Feel free. Uh, yeah, and I'll be. I'm hammering down because of, just to remind everyone, we're doing EKN live. It's going to be exciting. We'll have our full live broadcast. Uh, we'll do a little bit of stuff on Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Full play by play on the EKN live program. Uh, we'll be announcing our our broadcast partners very soon. Uh, again, I got to go to work getting that put together. We got a lot of great partners from last year that I expect to be back on board with us. We got to do commercials. It's just going to be. We're going to do some new stuff too, Dave. We're gonna, we, I think we'll, we'll pull a little video out and have some fun with some video potentially. Uh, some like some interviews, maybe some commentary post, post race, post day. We're going to have some fun down there in Vegas. And, and, and to keep you happy and me happy too, a little in and out burger. I, I will be there before you're even landing in Vegas. So true. We're going to hit that pizza place again. Uh, yeah. That place is badass. Pizza place. I forgot about that. Right. When it was Remember windy Wednesday night that or whatever was it was. Awesome. That was. But yeah, uh, getting getting to your coverage awesome. Thursday night's qualifying, I believe, correct? Or Thursday Thursday uh, I at believe the so. end? Yeah, the, Thursday the, at the, the end final, for each race. Yeah. morning groups and second. Yeah, morning morning and yeah yeah get, get qualifying done on Thursday as the last session on Thursday. That way, you everybody rolls right into the heat races uh, on Friday. So yeah, you're right, Dave. We'll, we will be live uh, on EKN for those two different shows on, on Thursday as well. Maybe even coming in a little, little bit early with some, with some interviews and some stuff. I, I just kind of want to step up the game a little bit. We're excited about what's going to happen. Of course, Todd McCall from on track promotions will be there as well. Uh, he, uh, I don't know how many years he's been the official photographer works so well with Supercarts USA, the images he provides us and all the other media, uh, Todd, uh, just an absolute pro, uh, he'll be down there to capture the the images of the event. Uh, of course, Wyatt Lloyd will be there. Chris Ortenberger down there with social media. Wyatt doing some video. Um, CBS Sports Network as well. David's going to be live this one. Uh, not live. This one, it's going to be uh, back on CBS Sports Network. So, big time Super Nats, November fifteenth to nineteenth. The cap off essentially cap off the two thousand eighteen season. You're way ahead, you're way ahead of Damn yourself it. right now. I got eighteen. Well, you know what? When you start when we're, when we're working with all these schedules nowadays, all, all I'm talking about is 18. This schedule, IndyCar schedule, guys What's that are going to be running IndyCar Mazda in car? 18. Guys, are, well, <laughs> PM 18. Damn it, that's doing it too. How many times have I written PM 18 in the last little while? Crazy. Um, excited for next year, of course, for the Mazda Road Dandy presented by Cooper Tires. Uh, ecardynews.com is going to be working a lot closer uh, with that program. We're going to be doing some progression articles on the on the young carters who are watching move their way up the ranks, which is exciting. Uh, I've got a cool program that we're going to bring, bring from the IndyCar program back to EKN as well, all about karting, which is which is good. Dave, just lots of great stuff happening. And I know, essentially, as you said, it's time to drop the hammer on the Super Nats. A lot of work to be done over the next couple of weeks. Final thoughts? Looking forward to it. No doubt about it. Ladies and gentlemen, thanks for joining us uh, here on episode number 10. Again, something that's going to be a lot more frequent as we head into 2018, David. Uh, We do want to thank our sponsors uh, who stepped up and were our our broadcast partners here. And again, our partners with us on eCardyNews.com. We could not do what we do. Uh, without the great companies that uh, support us and work with us. Uh, this particular episode, CRG Nordam, Kart Sport North America, Briggs Racing, and Trinity Karting Group. 
On behalf of David Cole, folks, this has been Rob Howden, another edition of the EKN Debrief Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. Down the road, ladies and gentlemen, Super Nats on the horizon. November 15th to 19th in Las Vegas. We'll be there. EKN Live. Join us.